0: Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast Turn to God with Karen. And every Monday, the episodes are Hope and Faith Journey, where we talk about challenges and struggles that we go through and what we've learned from them. We find encouragement and hope for healing, always knowing that God is our refuge in times of trouble. It's all in our hope and faith journey. This month, we'll be talking about, while well, we have been talking about the conflicts with a focus within the pages of my first book, My Dear Rosa Jean, as you can see it behind me. Here, especially, we look at the ins and outs of domestic violence, the cycle of abuse, how lives are shattered, a person's determination when they're down that they will not be destroyed, and finally, what the price is in keeping secrets. This book, although fictional, is based upon my own life, which is a cautionary tale, as well as encouragement for us all. Today's episode is Keeping Secrets, and it's the last in this series of episodes for this month. Many people believe they should keep family problems, relationship issues, and incidents of physical, verbal, or emotional abuse as a secret. It was true many years ago and it still holds true today. What happens when you keep all the skeletons in the closet? What is hidden continues. It has not been exposed, no remedy has been made, and worse, The wrongdoing goes on, as if there's nothing wrong with it. Do you agree? Have you seen that happening yourself? I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony, which is parallel with what I share in my Dear Rose Jean. I came from a dysfunctional family, lots of violence, unpredictable violence, and I was deep in child abuse physically, verbally and emotionally. There were people around. People, some people knew about it. And what did they do? Nothing. Bring it forward. What do people typically do when they become aware of abuse within a family, within a relationship? Their first instinct is to ignore it and maybe it'll go away. Keep it a secret. Sweep it under the rug and it will disappear some magically way, magical way. Meanwhile, the abuser is still running rampant and the victim is still suffering. Well, I went through that pattern in my childhood and then in my adult life, I, seemingly, I must have been attracted to abusive men. Or maybe they were attracted to me. They saw me as a victim. Regardless, time and time again, I found myself in an abusive situation. Verbally, emotionally, financially, and yes, some of them physically. Until I got to the point that I met a very charismatic and violent man in my 40s but up until then abuses were happening and people were turning their head ignoring it and the same thing happened while I was in this very life-threatening situation in my 40s people turned their head in fact my abuser enjoyed doing things publicly and he would whisper to me, See, no one cares. No one cares. One time in particular that was really upsetting to me was uh, I was having to go to bankruptcy court because he caused me to lose my home. And so, outside of the room that I was to go in for this meeting, dressed up bankers and investors walked right past. While he was holding me to the wall and spitting in my face. They acted like they saw nothing. And then when I was in the room, nothing was mentioned. That's typical of what bystanders will do. They will do nothing if at all possible. That's terrible. But family members, too, tend to sweep it under the rug. Well... I finally got out of that, praise the Lord, and it was God who, who reached down and took me out of that situation. It was God who saved me, who delivered me, who healed me from it, and I can say that I have overcome, praise the Lord. So, just for my testimony, I'm giving you an example. While I was abused as a child, some bystander, bystanders pretended that they were not aware of it. They ignored our desperate situation. Maybe they didn't know what to do. In domestic violence, the families of the abusers do a number of things. They ignore the abuse that they're aware of or they actually watched happen. Maybe physical, verbal, emotional, financial. They were aware of it, but they ignored it. They kept it secret they encouraged the abuser by doing or saying nothing because it was perceived that to the by the abuser that that was encouragement that was okay. They had their stamp of approval on it if they and the uh, bystanders rationalized that it was the victim's fault, oh if she hadn't done this or if she hadn't done that or if only. They gave ex- excuses for the abuses. They gossiped or otherwise verbally spread lies about the victim. What other way could they build up the abuser? And they worked to destroy the victim's reputation and the ability sometimes to even find work. In the end of it all, what was accomplished? Many have joined in the abuse. They've kept the abuses of the abuser secret. Thereby, they perpetuated the actions of the abuser and caused there to be more abusers within their own family and their circle of friends because they're saying it's okay. The abusers were not forgiven because they never looked at their abuse. They never repented. They never acknowledged their wrongdoing. Of course, this is a scenario. They did not repent or confess their wrongdoing to the Lord. The bystanders did not repent or confess their words and actions either because they determined it was okay. There are many scriptures that that reveal that our sins, including the abuse of others, whether directly or as a family member or friend, it cannot be hidden from God. God sees it all. And he is not pleased with it. Not pleased with those who ignore it. Not pleased with those who perpetuate it. Not pleased with those who make excuses and rationalize it. Not pleased with the gossip and lies that are spread about the victim. Luke twelve two, But there is nothing so carefully concealed that it will not be revealed, nor so hidden that it will not be made known. So the time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed and all that is secret will be known to all. That's in Luke 12:2. How scary might that be? How does Jesus look at abuse? Matthew 25:40. I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Hmm, you are doing it to me. Well, think about that. (laughs) That's, That's pretty scary. Confession and repentance brings change. It causes us to acknowledge before God that we know and we take responsibility for our sins. Repentance is vital to our salvation. It proves that we're not trying to hide our sins from God or others, or ourselves. And it humbles us. It shows that we are asking for and relying on God's strength to help us change. And and when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He is right there with us every step of the way as we change, as we grow spiritually and get further and further away from that past sin. Well, my prayer for you is that the Lord will open your eyes to see the truth in your relationships. The truth and how you are, are managing through what you see in abusive relationships. I pray that you'll turn to God for rescue, deliverance, and for salvation through Jesus Christ. I pray that your eyes will be opened and you will receive the gift of conviction. I pray that you will not keep the ugliness a secret. Rather, in whatever way you can, expose the abuse so that it can be dealt with. So there would be opportunity for positive change. And I pray that you'll safely leave any dangerous or habitually toxic environment. And you know, I realize it would be very hard in some cases to say or do anything. But you can always pray about the situation. You can always pray for both the abuser and the victim that they will come to the Lord and be made whole. If it's your brother or sister, can't you at least say, you know, I don't agree with this. I don't approve of this. And refrain from making excuses and rationalizing it and certainly refrain from gossiping about the victim. Well, there is professional help available if you and your children need safety. And I urge you to contact a local shelter now if you suspect that you're in a domestic violence situation. Experts can help you to devise a safe escape plan. Knowledge is very key in your successfully getting out of a situation like that. I hope my sharing my story today has encouraged you to turn to God with all your problems, repent, believe, and receive. When you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are never again alone. Your eternal future is secure. Also, I would like for you to consider seeking out valid ways to overcome your past, to support someone you know, maybe within your own family, who has suffered abuse of any kind. Perhaps an intervention might be in order. Be someone they can talk to, lean on, and pray with. I'm talking about everyone involved in the abusive environment. Help them find the resources they need. My website has a section with resources for those suffering in or leaving abuse. Go to KarenJaneCasey.com The National Domestic Violence Hotline number is this, 1-800-799-7233, SAFE. If you have an emergency condition, please call 911. When we turn to God, with the Lord's help, we can recover and overcome, and the future generations have a genuine opportunity for positive change. This was my last episode using My Dear Rosa Jean as a resource in topics relating to abuses of any kind. Ways to prevent future abuse within your own family include earnest, faith-filled prayers and not to keep the abuses secret. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for Hope and Faith Journey. And then also on Wednesday, the episodes are Sword of the Spirit. I invite you to share your comments and suggestions. Any feedback is always welcome. And my website contact page is KarenJaneCasey.com. And when you go to my website, you'll see resource materials relating to domestic violence, but also you'll see my books, my blogs, and my books and my blogs and my podcasts. I have a series of fiction books, Standing Through Storms, which my dear Rosa Jean is a part of that. And I have a series of nonfiction books, Faith and Hope Journey. If you've enjoyed any of my books or any of my podcasts, and if they've evoked positive change for you in any way, or encouragement, hope for healing, please let me know. Thank you, and God bless.